We're going to take a little bit of a detour. Father Marchin, uh, the chaplain at Rapid City Catholic Schools, has got a presentation for us. Uh, we're going to be having an upcoming synod of bishops, and Father Marchin's got some information he wants to share about a survey. So thanks for finding your seats, and we'll turn it over to Father Marchin. All right, let's begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, as we quiet ourselves in your presence, we ask you to be with us. We are the children of God, so give us a joyful heart as we shepherd those who are still in the process of formation, discerning their lives, discerning their vocations, growing in holiness as we are. We always turn to you and uh, watch your example. We pray through the intercession of our mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. All right, so today, uh, briefly, uh, I want to talk to you for five, seven minutes about three issues. Number one, what seems to be the problem with the youth nowadays? It's a big topic. Um, then, how the church looks at uh, young people and how... Uh, we can address the issue. And then finally, which is the most important part, how you can help us in that process of uh, assisting the church in, a, in uh, accomplishing uh, what the church is trying to set to do. Um, so the document, the document we are, Jacques, can you hit for me there? All right, there it is. So the document we are looking at, and I want to share with you a couple of thoughts about it, is the document as a preparatory document for the Synod for Bishops for their assembly that deals with the young people, the faith, and the vocational discernment. So I want to talk to you about um, what the document has to say, because it begins with this, with this understanding. That's a bad date for batteries to die, right? So this document basically begins by saying that we are, have mission of proclaiming uh, the good news. And that good news is supposed to give us the sense of incredible joy. Now, if you want to see a true joy and excitement, you should come to school on Monday morning at 7.30, and it's none of it, right? But that's the mission that the church is giving us to proclaim not just the good news, but the joy. And often when we look at the young people, they don't look very joyful. They might look high, but they're not joyful, right? So the church says in the document, in keeping with this mission, the church has decided to examine herself, right? So the church is trying to look at herself at first and see how we can lead young people so that they can discern their calling, right? and accept that calling, to recognize and accept. So it's not about us basically doing things for them as much as leading them to that realization. And later on what we do is we try to ask them to give us certain input. 
We're not asking them to rewrite the gospel and change the teachings of the church. But the church will ask the young people, can you help us to identify most effective way in which we can proclaim the joy of that good news, right? Because you live in a very difficult world. Um, the document says that there is at least four things that describe the world of a young person. The first one says that there is this rapid changing world and because of that, it's constantly changing and fluctuating. And as a result of it, there is a certain uncertainty. And that uncertainty can give us a sense of vulnerability, right? Um, if you are to apply for a job nowadays, uh, you're going to have a lot of questions about technology. You're going to have a lot of questions about are you relevant and are you current? And that can create certain uncertainty within us because everything is changing so fast, right? Uh, young people migrated from Facebook because Facebook is for old people. Snapchat is for the young people, right? So you see that they're constantly changing and there is a certain uh, sense of uh, uncertainty. The second one, our culture is based on science. And what the document means by saying science means technology, and the technology constantly, again, rapidly changing, and that science uh, is, you know, combined with that fronting search for a quick profit. And that creates the culture of throwaway, right? What's going to happen to your old phone? Just throw away, get the new one, right? So constantly we are looking for something new. So there is this kind of a culture of throwaway. And the last thing, society is becoming more multicultural, and becoming multi-religious, which is good because it can create a possibility of dialogue, but also can create certain relativism. Well, in your religion, that is true, but not in mine. And what is your religion? Me. Right? What are you going to do today? Um, what I'm going to do today. What about tomorrow? Well, we'll see. There is a certain sense of relativism. So the document says that the young people live in the world filled with uncertainty, with a throwaway culture, and relativism. And to make it all interesting, everyone is on the same page because of globalization. Today's generation of young people live in a world which is different from that of their parents and edu educators. Economics and social changes have affected the range of obligations and opportunities. Young people's aspirations, needs, feelings, manner of relating to others, that's a big one, right? Um, you know, it's all changing. Furthermore, from a certain point of view, young people, because of globalization, tend to be homogeneous in all parts of the world. So the kid in Romania is looking at the Snapchat and the Instagram of a kid who is living in California, and he says, everyone told me we are the same, so how come I don't have a car and I can go to, uh, you know, Laguna Beach? I thought we were different. I thought we were the same, right? So you see that there is this a crisis of identity. You know, not to make everything simplified, but, you know, gender. I mean, the big question about human identity and the crisis of that identity. Right? So the church at the same says that, yes, this is the world, but we also recognize that the young people are willing, right? They are willing and ready to participate and commit themselves to concrete activities in which the person contribution of each might be occasion to recognize one's identity. So if the students are able to express themselves, if they are able to 
discover their identity by contributing to it, they will be engaged and they will be willing to participate. So the church says the world can be what it is, but we also know that inside there is this quest and a search for discovery of who we are in relationship to God. And if we give them that opportunity, they will. God will see us through. Now, on the other hand, they show intolerance in places where they feel that they lack opportunities to participate and receive encouragement. So the church says, yes, the world is what it is, but the youth can still be part of restoring that world and, and, and allowing the church to examine herself. So how the church responds? Well, the church responds with those three steps. They issued this preparatory document outlining, you know, their plan. Then they say, let's listen to the young people and also their experience. People from 16 to 29. And then uh, once we gather that information, let's draft a working document for the synod's discussion, right? So now, how you fit into this picture? It's that second step, right? of helping us to listen to young people and getting their experience. So the plan is very simple. Uh, we're going to probably follow up with an email that will give you a link to a survey monkey, right? If you don't know what the survey monkey is, that proves the point, right? <laughs> um, or we will send you a PDF file. Uh, in which you will be able to kind of uh, take it to your youth group, take it to a place where the young people are, talk to your young adults and say, can you take this survey? Can you help us? We are giving you opportunity to speak up and be the living voice. Um, Pope Francis says being the, the one that, you know, is the Jeremiah and all those young prophets who said, you know, I'm too young. You have a chance to speak now, right? So we're going to try to gather that information uh, I know I don't want you to panic, but um, by the end of July, we would like to receive that input from you. Uh, we received the document kind of a late, so, so we are slightly behind. Um, just work with us, because we will have to put a three-page document, a report that we have to submit as a diocese by, the, by September 2017, right? But again, it, it's not about just... You know, um, you know, panicking here and saying like, oh my gosh, it's another thing I have to do. Once you see the why behind it, hopefully you will be excited to listen to your young people because we can include and we will include some questions in a survey monkey that, uh, that allow us to understand also our diocese, right? And we will share that information with you so you can become more effective in working with the young people. To finish, I want to show you uh, this quote from, Jackie starting to play me off the stage, um, to show you this quote from that preparatory document. It says, offering others the gift of life and love, which is the two elements of living a lively life, right? That one has received means accompanying them and walking beside them on this journey as they deal with the weaknesses and difficulties in their lives. And especially supporting them in the exercise of freedom which still is being formed. And we can somehow be intimidated by it because we say, like, well, are we being weak here? And this is how he continues the paragraph by saying, caring and protecting demands goodness. They, caring and protecting, 
call for a certain tenderness. In the gospel, St. Joseph appears as a strong and courageous man, a working man. Yet in his heart, we see great tenderness, which is not the virtue of the weak, but rather a sign of strength of spirit and a capacity for concern, for compassion, for genuine openness to others, for love. I mean, you can see Pope Francis all over the place, right? So pray to St. Joseph to give you that, you know, balance between the courage and, and the tenderness. Uh, as we thank you for working with the young people, uh, it's, it's incredible, difficult work, as you know, and uh, you're not being compensated enough. So thank you so much and God bless you.